January 1 all the way to now. As the Lord makes a way for you, then lift up your hand and be grateful unto the Lord. Lift up your grateful heart unto the Lord. the Red Sea, when the Egyptians were behind us, when the desert was on our side, Lord, you made a way, Lord, you made a way, and we have returned to say thank you, online and in-house, lift up your voice and sing it. confronted with his grace. Lord, you made a way. Father, you made a way. Daddy, you made a way. You made a way. I just want to thank you, Lord. So we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hand. begin to bless the name of the Lord come on somebody bless the name of the Lord celebrate the goodness of the Lord as you are clapping you can add a shout you can lift a prayer whatever you want to do to celebrate the Lord do it to the Lord he alone deserves it he alone deserves it ladies and gentlemen through it all the Lord has brought us this far just celebrate the Lord name of our Lord Jesus. Now, instrumentalists, I want you to do it very slowly, but beneath it for me. And I want us to, wherever you are, just keep being where you are. I want us to pray two prayers. Now, the first one, of course, we cannot start any prayers without thanksgiving. So, irrespective of whatever happened in the course of the week, the day before yesterday and yesterday, the tornado and the aftermath of everything. Remember what the Bible said. He said, in all things give thanks. He didn't say for all things. He said, in all things. Now the difference, I'll talk about it when I'm preaching. Because it's part of my message. 
the message that the Lord has given me for the church today. But anytime you thank God whilst you are in that situation, he comes in and he turns it around. So that is why the Bible says that in all things. He didn't say for all things because some of the things are orchestrated by the devil. But whilst you are in it, he said there is a will of God whilst you are in it. And when you engage that will of God, it becomes a key of turnaround. And he said that will is thanking him whilst you are in there. Don't complain whilst you are in there. Don't murmur whilst you are in there. The Israelites were in the wilderness and instead of them thanking God that they are passing through the wilderness, they complain and complain and complain in the wilderness. They ended up dying in the wilderness. When you engage the key of thanksgiving, notwithstanding what is happening around you, you invite God into it because thanksgiving is God's 12-star hotel. When you engage in thanksgiving, the Lord appears there. He is always at a place where there is gratefulness. That is why when you go to a land, even if they don't know Jesus, but they are always thankful, they are always progressing. Because it is an immutable law of God. It doesn't matter whether you are a man, whether you are a woman, whether you are white, whether you are black, whether you are educated, whether you are uneducated, whether you believe in God, you don't believe in God. When you are grateful, irrespective of what is happening, the Lord will be with you. It is an immutable law of God. It doesn't change. When it is raining, it doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not. It rains over us all. But it is the seed that you have that determines the harvest that comes. And thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the greatest keys that turns around disasters. So whilst we are standing and the choir is singing this song so powerfully underneath it, under a very low tone, I want you to lift up your hand with all that has happened. We just want to say that father thank you thank you for the lives that you preserve thank you for all the properties that you preserve thank you for your goodness thank you for your kindness thank you for your blessings thank you for healings thank you for advanced notices thank you for everything can somebody lift up your hand the tornado ravaged through five states over a distance of over 200 miles creating havoc in its way in all this, we want to say, Lord, thank you. Because if it had not been for you, maybe it would have been worse than that. But Lord, we want to thank you on behalf of everybody. Even on behalf of the victims. We just want to say thank you. We will not complain. Because we know that nothing evil comes from you. But I would say that the same fountain will not bring forth sour water and sweet water. So we know the Bible said that every good thing comes from you. We want to say thank you. Lift up your voice and say thank you to the Lord for preserving lives, for protecting people, for protecting property, for showing us kindness, favoring us in the name of Jesus.
us to pray our second prayer still while standing wherever you are we want to pray for anyone that was a victim an unfortunate victim of the tornado that sweep, swept through five states over a distance of 200 miles creating havoc some churches were displaced homes were raised down cars were flipping over as if they were toys and papers lives have been lost as are yesterday in the morning they had counted over 97 lives that have been lost two weeks to Christmas what a devastation but ladies and gentlemen the only thing that we can do is to pray that Lord send them help comfort the bereaved comfort victims ladies and gentlemen you see sometimes when things happen and you hear it because it did not pass through your backyard it will look like it is news but to the person who it passed through his home or his house or his loved ones it becomes an experience they are going to live with for the rest of their lives there is a difference between the two you hearing something as news and somebody experiencing it we want to stand with those those that unfortunately became victims want to say that lord send them help would you lift up your hand and say lord as we are thanking you please send them help speedily and let it be godly help let it be godly help can you lift up your voice in one minute and pray for them those in tennessee those in arkansas those in all over kentucky mississippi pray for them all all of them pray the father in the name of jesus send them help let it be speedy and godly 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 for if the lord does not help help in vain is the help of man father send them help 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 in the name of jesus agreement we pray and we say thank you for all that you've done for the lives you preserved and saved thank you father for having mercy on us and keeping us alive it passed through the whole land but lord it was just by your mercies not because we were better than anybody not because we were so good it is your goodness that just befell upon us and we have come with a humble heart not to taunt and say that we are so righteous. That is why we were spared. But just to say that your mercies some way somehow located us. Amen. And it spared us. Some of us woke up before we heard anything like tornado. It was your mercies. And we are so grateful. Bible said that if not for the mercies of the Lord. We would have been consumed. In Psalm 124 Bible said had it not been for the Lord on our side. 
we are so grateful. And Lord, as we thank you, we also unanimously agree in prayer for those that had an unfortunate issue with a tornado. And we say, Lord, please, our humble request is that send them godly help and let it be speedy. Let nobody take undue advantage of them. Because sometimes in disaster and situations, people do not care except they are going to milk out of it. But we pray now this time. Let every help be godly. And let every help be speedy. Lord, send them help. And send them help at the right time. We thank you for hearing us. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Let somebody give me a believing amen. A clap unto the Lord. Let us take our seats in heavenly places. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. How many of you believe that God is a good God? I want you to keep praying for the unfortunate victims. And as a church, we uh, after meeting after service, I'm going to have a meeting with the compassionate team, and then we will see how best we can also, in our widow's might, help. Amen. But in case anybody is in anybody hearing us need any manner of help related to the tornado, please don't hesitate to contact us online, in-house. Don't hesitate to contact us. Uh, Dickness Sharon, please, would you come? Dickness Sharon, please come. Now, I want you to look at this beautiful... First lady, please, would you come? Yeah. I want you to, um, in-house, if after service there is anybody that you need who needs help regarding the tornado and all that, I want you to speak to either first lady or, or Dickness Sharon so that we can handle it. Amen. The little that we can, we will do it and God will amplify our little effort. Hallelujah. The Lord always wants a first step and then he will put in place the remainder. Amen. So please do let us know. And if you are online, just send us a mail or send us an inbox something. Inbox us and let us know what help we can offer unto you. If it synchronizes with the word of God and of course our ability, we will. If we can't, we will also extend it to other places that it can be of help and then we will show you that kind of love. I want you to know we love you. We are praying for you. I'm personally praying for you and I am fasting for you as well because God will never leave you unattended. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name, amen. All right, God bless the two of you and then you can also talk to anybody in leadership. It is unfortunate but we thank god hallelujah and i want to talk about the weapon of thanksgiving this morning the next couple of minutes remember the first sunday of january is january the third right third january right is it so yeah and we are starting two services Uh, you don't you don't seem so excited hallelujah but i'm super excited now because we realize that our numbers is such that we got to engage in double services. If everybody is in service, we will have issues. Amen. And that is why we are engaging in double service. If God is expanding you, you must make room for the expansion. So our first service is going to be from 8 a.m. and then central time anyway. And then our second service will be at 10 a.m. Hallelujah. So whichever one will suit you. And as God keeps expanding us, we will, have an, we will have a third service. And we will have a fourth service. Until we get an auditorium that can seat 2,000. 
and then we will have one mega service and then another second service hallelujah and as the lord expands us to 5000 we will begin to look at the stadium of mtsu tell them we are coming after them hallelujah we are coming after their stadium hallelujah how many of you believe what i'm talking about when we started and we were four families or three or so families we started speaking of everything that you see we spoke them into being everything that you see we spoke all these instrumentalists those days we used to use youtube and when we finish youtube will block us hey we used to suffer at the hands of facebook hallelujah they said they are now meta or meta or they used to trouble us they said bring um, copyright something and then we will send them we said we have copyright and then they will permit us hallelujah but thank god and we began i began speaking lord bring them Bring them, bring them, bring them. This man was somewhere. He popped in. This one was somewhere. He popped in. That one was somewhere in Ghana. He said, Papa, when I come, I'm coming home. I said, you have even kept long. Everything that you have seen. Listen, I'm telling you because you can change your life by the things you say. Stop crying and stop wailing. It only gives the devil the opportunity to dance. Your tears is the devil's music. Anytime you are crying and you are shedding tears. That is why I told you that there was never a time Jesus met people crying that he allowed them to cry. Read through the Bible. In John chapter 11, when Jesus wept because of Lazarus' death, it wasn't because Lazarus was dead. Because when Jesus came on the scene, he told them that Lazarus is alive, he's sleeping. And they said, what do you mean? Are you crazy? The guy is dead. We buried him four days now. He said he's asleep. And then, and then he said, Martha, do you believe that your brother can wake up? He said, yes, Lord, I believe. In the resurrection, when the trumpet sound, pam, 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 we will see him resurrect. And Jesus said, can't you just believe what I'm talking about? That the, the living and the resurrection is standing right here before you. How can't you just believe? The Bible says, and Jesus wept. He wept because of their unbelief. He didn't weep because Lazarus was dead. Because he told them that Lazarus was alive. So why would he say that Lazarus is alive and then he will weep? He wept because of their unbelief. Praise the name of Jesus. So it is important, ladies and gentlemen, we understand that when issues are happening that it looks like it is bamboozling you, it is overwhelming you, don't cry. Just get into your room and begin to talk to it and then engage the weapon of thanksgiving that I'm going to talk about. Engage the weapon of thanksgiving. Put the thing down. That is why I told you, and I don't know, I don't know how many of you responded to that prophetic direction, but I said that, I said that the things that you don't want to enter into 2022 with, write them nicely. Put them on a nice sheet. Seal them. Write it like they Don't write your name on it. Just, you see, the manifestation of the supernatural and the, mani the tangible manifestation of the presence of God. God is everywhere, but he doesn't manifest everywhere. He manifests at places where obedience is the key. Anytime God gives an instruction, sometimes it may not look wise. The last time in the course of the week, I was telling a couple of people, how can you, can you imagine John? By, by the way, happy birthday. Those of you that celebrated your birthday yesterday, and oh, congratulations to all of you. Um, Van Dyke, happy birthday. John, too, celebrated his birthday. Happy birthday. And then my daughter, Shunamite Bempa, my bishop's daughter, is celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday. All of birthday celebrants. Hallelujah. Now, Ladies and gentlemen, anytime God gives a word, you remember when Jesus got to in John chapter 5 at the wedding, and then there were pots. 
Of course, there were pots that they used to wash the feet of people. You know, in every house, because they used to walk, they would put a pot just by the entrance, like how the ushers are sitting there. And then those pots, they put water in. When you enter, before they allow you in, in order not to do things, in order not to dust the room. And then number two, in order not for you to feel uncomfortable, they will wash your feet. So the pots were sitting behind there. That was not the pot for drinking. They did not put drinking water in. It was cleaning water. So the water that they usually put in was not so healthy. And number two, because it was considered as a pot that they used to clean feet with, it, it, it was not wholesome to drink from. And Jesus looked at them. He said, pour water into those pots. When they poured water into those pots, he said, begin to draw them and drink them. Ladies and gentlemen, when God is moving, it has nothing to do with our senses. And I like the testimony of John. He said, before I came here, I used to analyze everything with my senses. Is it possible? Is it not possible? The supernatural does not respond to our senses. Anytime you engage your, if you are walking with God, don't walk with God according to your senses. Bible said that, for he taketh the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. If you are walking with God and you walk fully with your senses, ladies and gentlemen, you will not arrive at where he wants you to be. Because he will tell you something that will not make sense. And then you begin to negotiate with it. Is it possible? Is it possible? There are some people, I told them, do this and do that and do that. And at that time that I was telling them, it didn't look possible. But they took the step. And today, they are there. You must understand that anytime God wants to do something in our lives, his instructions may not comply with your senses. Because if it fully complies with your senses, you might think that it is you who has done it. Hallelujah. They brought him to the grave four days. He said, he said, open the door. They said he is thinking. He said, open the door. They opened it. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. Why didn't Jesus say that? Why didn't Jesus say that? Door open and then Lazarus come for because he could have said that. But do you know why he allowed them? Because he wanted to defeat their senses. Their senses were standing in the way. He has said everything. Still, their senses were standing in the way. And he said, you know what? In order for you to know that your senses will be defeated when the supernatural hand of God must intervene, you go and remove it. And they said, he's smelling. He said, I want you to smell it. So that you'll be sure that he was actually smelling. They went, removed the stone. The, bo the, the body was smelling. Because at that time, you know, everything. And then he said, Lazarus, come forth. The Bible said that it became news all over. The Lord is going to give you a testimony that will become news all over. But it is premised on your ability to follow instructions from the Lord. And so, in case you are still here, you've not written anything. If there are certain things in your life that has been stopping you from advancing, just write it. Don't write your name. You just write it. Get an envelope. Put it in. Because after service, the next couple of minutes, I mean, when I finish my message, we are going to drop them on the ground. We are going to dance over them. We are going to engage the weapon of thanksgiving. And please, brothers and sisters, listen to me. It doesn't matter where you are now. There can be a change. It doesn't matter where you are. The only... Listen... The only thing that stops anybody from receiving is when you come to a state of disbelief. But if only you can believe it. There are certain things that I've written here. I don't want to see them in my life in 2022. 
No, 2022, I'm entering as a brand new person. Every mistake is being set off. Every nature, every character, every attitude, every some wayness, everything in me that opposes the manifestation of God. I have written them down. Hallelujah. You don't need to let your spouse see except you want her or him to see. Because some of them may be very private to you. Hallelujah. What is in your mind that you are dealing with? You are even afraid that he will see it or she will see it. Write it. God will see it. And we will spread it before the Lord. We will not open it. But in the envelope, if you are online, you can do the same thing. The weapon of thanksgiving. Somebody say the weapon of thanksgiving. Now, in Psalm 25 verse 14. Let's start from Psalm 25 and verse number 14. Now, in Psalm 25 and verse number 14, Bible says that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. They're going to put it on. Look at it. He said, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Praise the name of Jesus. So, the Lord has something that is called his secret. God has secrets. And Bible says that he downloads those secrets to them that fear him. Now, in life, if you see that two people are doing the same thing and one is excelling and the other is not excelling, it means that the one that is excelling has something that the one who is not excelling doesn't have. I'll explain it. Let's say the two of us are selling the same commodity or the two of us are doing the same business. We have the same capital. We are in the same region. We are in the same place. And somewhere, somehow, the other one's own is doing well than the other one's own. It means that the person whose own is doing well has something we call a secret. Sometimes, if it is in the food industry, they call it a secret recipe. Or they call it a secret ingredient. They say, ah, sister, how come we are all doing puff puff? But your puff puff, everybody likes it, my puff puff. Few people like it. Would you tell me what you do? Is it not the same flour that you use? The same flour. The same sugar? The same sugar. The same yeast? The same yeast. The same vanilla essence or whatever essence? The same essence. Do you put some pinch of salt in? Yes, I put some pinch of salt in. Do you put nutmeg in? Yes, I put some nutmeg in. Then what is the difference? Why is it that yours is being purchased and mine is not being purchased? He said, there is a secret I add. And then you, the person will tell you, would you show me the difference between the two? Listen to what I'm telling you. is the secret that the person knows. And Bible said that in life, there is something called the secret of the Lord. And he downloads it to the people that love him. People that are connected to him. Sometimes the secret of the Lord is not like the secret of the world. Psalm 92. And let's start from verse number one. And look at what he started by saying. It is a good thing. We are reading all the way to six. He said, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Are you seeing that? Now remember, Bible said that there are certain things that are called the secrets of the Lord. But the Lord gives them to the people that are connected to him. So that they can have an advantage in life. Marita, are you with me? When the secret of the Lord comes to you, you get advantage in life. You become advantageous in life. And now, one of the secrets is what he's downloading. He said, it is a good thing. Now, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto your name, O Most High. Verse number two. He said, 
to show forth. So when we are thanking God or when we are praising him, we are showing forth his loving kindness. How loving he is. How he has spared us from being destroyed. How he had forgiven us our sins. And I love what Connor said. How he has given us placement in him. So that today, we can call him Abba Father. It doesn't matter how far we are. We can look at him and say, Father, you wake up in the morning, you are yawning, you say, oh, Father, thank you. And he hears you. And your voice is so sweet to him. When you start praying, the Lord hears you. Because your voice is not strange to him. It is a secret. He said to show forth your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. So we wake up in the morning. Lord, thank you for loving me and giving me another day. And then we go through the whole of the day. We come to the ending of the day and we say, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. It is because of your faithfulness that I wasn't consumed. Verse number three. Look at the third verse. Upon an instrument of ten strings, upon the psaltery, upon the harp, with a solemn sound. Verse four. For you, O Lord, has made me glad through your work. I am glad not because of what I have, but I am glad because you are working. He said, I will triumph in the works of your hands. Verse number five. Oh Lord, how great are your works and your thoughts are very deep. And then verse number six. He said, but a brutish man. A brutish man means a stupid person. Give us another translation. Just in the verse number six. Look at verse number six. He said, a brutish man does not know this. Because it is a secret. A senseless, he says, senseless people do not know this. And fools do not understand it. Why? Because it is a secret. Thanksgiving is a secret that many people don't know. Thanksgiving. It is like, listen. It is like a master key. It is a secret. That many people don't know. When you apply prayers... And you are not seeing the results. When you apply all the kingdom elements that you know. And they are not appearing or showing results. Engage in thanksgiving. Because anytime you thank God. Anytime you thank God. What you do is that you bring him on the scene. I told you as we were worshipping. That thanksgiving is God's 12 star hotel. When you read the book of Exodus chapter 15. And look at verse number 11 downwards. Exodus 15. Let's start reading from verse number 11. Anytime you thank God, you bring him on the sea. He said, who is like unto you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praise. So when we start praising God, he comes in. He becomes fearful in praise, doing wonders. Hallelujah. How many of you think you want God to do something in your life before 2021 is over? The greatest key is the key of thanksgiving. Don't complain. He said a brutish person, a senseless person, doesn't know this secret. It is a secret. In Matthew chapter 13 verse 11, Jesus was talking to the disciples. When the disciples came to Jesus and they were asking him about the meaning of the parable of the sower. And Jesus said to them, it is not given, but to you, it has been given to you to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. So we understand it. We are not brutish. 
We are not stupid. We are not senseless. If somebody tells you that this is my secret of excellence in this business, it will only be a stupid person who will not apply it. Your business is doing well than mine. And I came to you to learn. And you told me that we are all doing the same thing. The only difference between yours and mine is that in your case, you do it like this. And then I go back and I do it the same way I'm doing it. Without doing it like yours, I'm a stupid person. When you know the secret and you don't apply it, he answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you and me to know the mysteries of the kingdom. The kingdom has mysteries. And the mystery of thanksgiving turns around everything. Say in the name of Jesus, I'm going to turn my life around through the mystery of thanksgiving. So the first reason why thanksgiving is a mystery or the, the first reason why thanksgiving is a weapon is because not many people know what it contains. He said a British person cannot. The second thing why thanksgiving is so important and it is a mystery is because it has different shades. S-H-A-D-E-S. It means it can do so many things at the same time. Thanksgiving can multiply. Thanksgiving is the multiplicative factor in life. If you want multiplication in your life, engage in thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a weapon against the enemy. And that's what I'm talking about today. So I'll go into that detail. Thanksgiving brings completion in life. Anytime something is started in your life and it has not finished, you can complete it. Not by stressing yourself, but by thanking God. The book of Luke chapter 17. We have the story of the ten leprous men who Jesus healed. Nanayal. And Bible said that one came to thank him. From verse number 17 to 19. He asked, he said, where are the other nine? That didn't come. He said, go, thy faith has made you whole. So it completed it. We also know that thanksgiving turns things from the natural realm into the supernatural. I'll be talking about all those in the course of time. But today, I'm concentrating on thanksgiving becoming a weapon. Because as we are preparing to end the year, ladies and gentlemen, I keep telling you, within this short time, before the year will come to a close, there are many books that are being closed. Spiritual books are being closed. Just like you see physical books being closed. You go to people, you go to companies and then they'll tell you that we are closing our books. We are not hiring anybody. We are closing our books. We are closing our account. We want to know our impact in the year. We want to know what we didn't achieve in the year. We want to do projections into next year. So this is not the time for hiring. In the same way in the realms of the spirit, there are books that are being closed. And that is why we got to engage. You see, listen, listen. Bible said that the end of a thing is better than the beginning. In the same way, the ending of a thing, as far as the enemy is concerned, is harder than the beginning. So they will begin to throw missiles. They, will begin, they, they must end well, but we will end better. I said we will end better. Whatever they have planned will not happen in Jesus' name. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why we got to engage some of our greatest weapons in times like this. So the weapon of thanksgiving. The weapon of thanksgiving. Now, in every fight or in every battle, three things. Please listen to this teaching very well. In every battle, there are three things that will determine whether you win or not. In every conventional battle. Now, the first one is that you must have a strategy. If you are going to fight and you don't have a strategy, you won't win. You must have a strategy. The second thing about winning a battle when you now have a strategy is that 
You must know your enemy's weapon. What is the weapon that this guy has? That is why sometimes you hear when people are talking about some people developing um, uh, what do we call nuclear weapons and all that. We are trying to know what do these people have so that we can prepare ourselves and counter them. When they decide to be crazy, then we can be a little crazier than them. Remember the story of Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Now, let me tell you. History has it that when the, 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 the Allied forces were fighting against Japan, Japan had one of the best snipers in the world. Boy, oh boy. They could be at a distance far away. They would take... Ah, so they were taking the Allied forces. They were snipers. They would hide in trees. They would hide on the ground. And they would do that. And then, the Allied forces sent... Um, a message to the Prime Minister of Japan. And they said, listen, we know that many people are dying. We are an ally force. We want you to surrender so that there will be peace. Now, the Prime Minister of Japan, ladies and gentlemen, actually told, because he didn't speak English, the interpreter, he told the interpreter something that um, had to do with conditions and terms for their surrendering. But the interpreter interpreted it wrongly. You see, that is why I always talk about rumor mongering. Somebody hears something and then he goes to say to this one, hey, I heard that this one has done this, that, that, that. Go and ask the person. I come to tell you that Afolabi has done this. Go and ask Afolabi and say that Papa says you have done this. Don't go and say that I have heard. You have heard from where? Then you also go and tell somebody. She also said that I have heard. By the time it gets to the person who must hear it, the thing is totally distorted. Now, the interpreter misinterpreted what the uh, prime minister of Japan was saying in terms of the, um, the surrender negotiations. And the allied forces got in. They said, really? Well, this is the evidence of it. You want to keep killing? Then we will surprise you. And they lifted up one, they lifted up a, a nuclear weapon and went to Nagasaki and Hiroshima, dropped it there. You see, the nuclear bomb is not the one that boom, when it falls on the ground, it doesn't explode, it goes into the ground, it begins to eat up every element in the ground. Now it begins to spread. Now it, it is called chain reaction, so it's like like that, and then it traveled all over the land. Now the aftermath result is not just that killing. It leaves a deadly condition on the skin. We all know the story of it. We all know the story of it. When you are going to battle and you don't know the weapon of your enemy, you are doomed. I believe strongly that, unfortunately, if those times the prime minister knew anything about nuclear weapon. Maybe he wouldn't even have waited to be misinterpreted. He would have gone ahead and said, you know what? Let us stop this nonsense so that we will save lives. Please, you understand what I'm talking about? So the second thing that you need to know in conventional warfare is your enemy's weapon. What is the weapon this guy is going to use against me? And the third thing that you need to do is that you must have a neutralizing weapon. Somebody say a neutralizing weapon. Now, this enemy called the devil that we are fighting. Number one, what is our strategy? Now, remember I said that these three things are necessary in order for you to win every battle. Number one, you must have a strategy. Number two, 
you must know the web, the enemy's weapon. And number three, you must have a counter weapon that can also destroy. Now, so number one, what is our strategy? Our strategy is that we have an ally who is God himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our strategy is that, number one, we have an ally who is God himself. Number two, what is the weapon of the enemy? The weapon of the enemy is the weapon of fear. The devil cannot do anything to you except he bombards you with fear. Now, please listen to me. That is why as the year is coming to a close, one of the things you need to be careful of are things that will bring you fear. When the enemy comes around you, until he gives you what he has, he cannot take what you have. John, if the enemy comes after you, he must first of all give you what he has. So, before he takes what you have, he cannot give you what he has except he has, I mean, he cannot take what you have except he has taken, he has given you something from him. So, he comes to you and then, Solo, come. And then, bring, come, come with a microphone. Come with a mic. Yeah, come. Now, this is what the enemy wants. Now, please look at me very well. Stand like this so that those here will also see you. This is what the enemy wants. And then he'll begin to introduce some fear to you. And then he'll begin to tell you things that are not true. Begin to tell you, you can't make it. You are not going to see the end of the, the year. He begins to tell you, this thing is going to end in very bad news. Now, so he begins to bombard. Listen very well. He begins to bombard your mind. He begins to draw your attention to this. With all the news you are hearing. With all the things you are seeing. With all the experiences you are going through. Now, what he is doing is that he is trying to give you this. But this is not what he wants to give you. Actually, his intention is to take this from you. Now, this is the power to rebuke the devil with. So, Bible said, I resist the devil and he will flee from you. We resist the devil with what the Lord has given us. Which is our faith. Which is the word of God in our spirit. Okay? So, instead of you saying that, get thee behind me, you devil. Now, your mind gradually begins to shift to what he's showing you. So, you are now seeing all the pictures. And you are now hearing all the news. And you are now experiencing sometimes. You are experiencing. One of my daughters went to the hospital when COVID started in those days. And then when she, when she was going, she was feeling funny, funny, funny. She went to the hospital. They did her the test. And they said, you are, you are COVID negative. She came home. She said, no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, I was, when she told me, I, I was very surprised. I said, sister, you have gone to the hospital. Did you go to the hospital? She said, yes. I said, did they do the test? She said, yes. I said, was this instant or it took time? He said, it took time. It took days, three or so days. And what was the result? They said negative. I said, so what is your problem? He said, no, I don't believe it. <laughs> now, what I'm trying to say is that the devil wants to draw your attention to what he's holding by what you are feeling. Do you understand it? So now, he begins to introduce it to you. He said, look at the water. Now, remember, you already have what it takes to drive the devil away. But he will let you lose concentration of this. And then begin to show you this. Watch it. So you are watching it. Now, as you are watching it, he begins to tell you, it is beautiful. If you can have it, it is beautiful. Now, you know all the things that are happening. You have to be very careful. You have to be this and that. The moment you come to terms with it and you say, hmm, I think this thing is true. Then what he does is that he said, then hold it. So you can't hold these two together. 
You can't hold gas and fire together. So the devil gives you this one. He has to take this which God gave you. Now, so he takes this power from you and he uses, the devil doesn't have power against us. He uses the power that he takes from us to execute what he has given us. You understand it? So now he has given you this thing and then he said, now you have it. You don't don't have any weapon again against the devil. Then he uses the power that he has. Remember in Luke chapter 4, when he came to Jesus and he said, I will give you the whole world if you bow to me. Then he said to Jesus, he said, for it has been given to me. How did they come to him? When he introduced the the fruit to, to Adam and Eve and then they took it. Then he took what they could have used to rebuke him. Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. That is why when you wake up or when you see certain things happening, don't say that, hey, let me find out more about it. Rebuke the devil. Bible said that to whom that has, more will be given, that he will have more. But to the person who don't have, even the little that he has, it will be taken from him. So the devil begins to show you this. The moment he takes it from you, now what he has done is that he has disarmed you from your authority. Somebody will be traveling and then all of a sudden the person will say that mm, as this journey that I'm traveling, I feel like I'll have an accident and die. Child of God. He won't do anything about it. Then he said, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like. And then he travels and he has an accident. Fortunately, the Lord spares his life. And then you ask him, he said, as I was going, I knew. I, what did you do about it? The devil was showing you accident, a picture of accident. You had what it took. To rebuke the devil. The Bible said that resist the devil. He will flee from you. The Lord will not tell you to resist the devil. If he has not given you what it takes to resist the devil. That is it. Stop that devil right in his tracks. The devil is telling you that. You, 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 your, your, your children will be vagabond. He's telling you. That that, 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 that that child will amount to nothing. Tell the devil that. You know what? You may be showing me what you want to show me. But I know what I have. I stand my grounds. And I tell you that it will not work. I tell you that I will not die. The Bible said that let, why did Bible say that let the weak say I am strong? Because the devil will be showing you weakness. But tell the devil what you have. That I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Don't allow, listen. One of the trusted weapons of the devil is depression. When you are depressed, it means that your doors have been left ajar. It means anything can enter. That is why the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Stop thinking about all these things. You can't do anything about it. But you can change it. How can you change it? By engaging the weapon of thanksgiving. Say that, you know what? I may not have this. But I just choose to thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. You begin to sing this song in your room. Instead of tearing for the devil to dance, you are tearing in the presence of the Lord. Now, And as you are singing this song, you are thinking of how God has been good to you. How God has spared your life. How God has forgiven your sins. How God has prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So now listen to me. Resist the devil because you know the weapon that he has. 
and the weapon is fear. First Corinthians chapter 10. God bless you, sir. Look at from verse number 4. Look at from verse number 4. First Corinthians. Very powerful script. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 6. He said, For the weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's quickly read from verse number 4 to 6. For the weapons, look at it, for the weapons of our warfare. So the weapon that we use, the reason why thanksgiving is a major weapon against the devil is because it can neutralize and at the same time destroy. It neutralizes the weapon of the enemy and destroys the enemy. There are some weapons they can only neutralize and they will all be at the same level. But something like the atomic bomb, it doesn't only neutralize all the snipers. It also destroys everything. So, the weapon of thanksgiving, it neutralizes. He said that for the weapons of our warfare, talking about thanksgiving, they are not carnal. It is not a gun that we will use. But they are mighty through God. When we start giving time, look at it. He said it is mighty through God. So any weapon that passes through God, he said it is mighty. It pulls down strongholds. Do you know strongholds? Things that have been there since time immemorial. Sometimes they are generational. Sometimes you know that at the end of every year, I've heard testimonies testimonies of people in this house who say that this thing is perennial. It means that every year at this time it happens. But an encounter with the Lord, turn it around. Thanksgiving, it is true God. It pulls down strongholds. Now look at the next one, verse 5. Pulling down all strongholds, casting down imaginations. So you see, when you begin to thank God, what you do is that you look at the situation. Now, the devil cannot, like I explained here, when I had Solomon here, he wants to appeal to your mind, your imaginations. Remember? Your imaginations. So he now begins to tell you. He begins to show you how somebody traveled on that road and never got to his destination. How the same thing. I was talking to somebody and then he was telling me how the same thing happened to somebody and happened to another person and happened to another. So now, it is like, it is possible that it can happen here also. Do you understand it? Now, when you engage in the weapon of thanksgiving, which is not carnal, but which is through God, what it does is that, number one, it pulls down stronghold. Number two, it casts down every imagination. So instead of sitting down and saying that, I don't know what will happen at the end of this year. Now we can't even trust anything. We can't even say this. We can't even say that. Just begin to thank God. Just begin to thank God. When you do that, Bible said that it casts down imaginations. And every high thing, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And it doesn't just nullify it. Look at it. It brings into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And verse 6 says that, and when your obedience, verse 6, when your obedience, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience, when your obedience is fulfilled. So thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, does not only neutralize the weapon of the enemy, what it does is that it also annihilates the intentions of the enemy. It wipes it out. It destroys it. Quickly, let me give you four things that the weapon of thanksgiving does. Number one, it neutralizes the weapon of fear, which is the greatest weapon of the devil. 
Why? Because it brings God on the scene. It neutralizes the weapon of the enemy, which is the weapon of fear. Thanksgiving. Anytime you are afraid of something, you just begin to thank God. I'm not talking about the thanksgiving as you are thanking or you are looking behind you. I explained it the last time here. You are alone in a room and then you hear some noise. Then all of a sudden you start singing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And then you are looking for a wall to partner with. Oh, I just want to thank you. The devil is a liar. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the thanksgiving when you are, you see, when you are so conscious of the presence of God. When you are so conscious of the presence of God. Because ladies and gentlemen, whether you look around or not, if whatever it is appears, it will appear. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Stop looking around. When you thank God, understanding that thanksgiving brings him on the scene. In Acts chapter 4 and verse number 31. Look at the scripture. Acts chapter 4 verse 31. They prayed. When they prayed, Bible said that the angels of the Lord came and the place was shaken. In Acts chapter 12 and verse number 5, Peter was in jail. They prayed. Verse 6, 7 and 8. The Lord sent an angel to deliver him. When you pray, angels respond. But when you thank God and when you praise God, he appears on the scene. In Acts, look at Acts chapter 16. If, it, if you are giving thanks unto the Lord, do it better for the Lord. Now look at Acts chapter 16 and reading from verse number 25. Now in Acts chapter 431, Bible said they prayed. But in Acts chapter 16 verse 25, and at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed, but they didn't end there. When they saw that their prayers were not enough, Bible said that they sang praises unto God. By the way, Thanksgiving has many components. One of the components is praises. One of the components is worship. One of the components is sacrifice. These are the three major components of Thanksgiving. Praises, worship, sacrifice. We'll talk about that. Now, so they began to engage in another dimension of Thanksgiving, which was singing praises to God. Bible said, and the prisoners heard them. The Lord didn't send angels. When the Lord sent angels, the place was shaken. But when the Lord stepped in, look at the next verse, verse 26. And suddenly there was an earthquake. When the place was shaking, do you know that when things are shaking, it is not everything that can fall. I mean, if I shake you right now, you will still be standing, your hair will be on. When there is an earthquake, your head can kaput. Amen. When you watch places where there has been earthquakes, it is dangerous. When the place is shaking, when the wind is blowing, don't you see the trees shaking? The trees are shaking and then maybe one or two leaves will fall, but tomorrow they will grow again. But when there is an earthquake, sometimes the whole tree sinks. It, I was watching one earthquake and it was by the seashore or something like that. The whole land, it was like a landslide. The whole, hey! May the Lord secure us all. Go! I heard the story of a man. He was in the hospital. And they were going to amputate his right leg. Because they said that if they don't amputate it, he's going to die. 
He was, they had prepared him in the theater for amputation. And there was an earthquake. The doctors started running to safety. Paramedics running to safety. Nurses running to safety. By the time they got there, the guy was there. They said, with which leg did you run? When there is an earthquake, my friend, everybody, I'm trying to let you know the intensity of what an earthquake can do. The, boy, the guy heard, kikri, kikri. What is happening? They have put anesthesia on him. What is happening? They said earthquake. Earthquake gathered himself. They didn't cut the leg again. The leg they were going to amputate. They didn't amputate it again. Earthquake changed it. When you praise God, you learn the art of thanksgiving. God appears on the scene and there will be an earthquake. Can I speak over the life of somebody today? As the year is coming to an end and we are engaging in thanksgiving, any perpetual mountains, any everlasting hills that have never given way, there will be an earthquake for them in Jesus' name. They will all sink in Jesus' name. In Joshua, in Joshua chapter 6, these people began praising the Lord six times in a day. Six times, six times, six times. On the seventh day, they did it six times. And they began to blow the trumpet. And Bible said that when they blew the trumpet, there was a quake. And listen, the world didn't fall sideways. Because the, the width, now listen please to me. The width of the wall was such that there could be six horses standing on the wall. So even if it falls like this, it will still be a wall. Do you understand it? Now, the width, the width of the wall like this was just like the height. So, cold, if it fell like this, it will still be a wall. If it fell like this, it will still be a wall. You know what happened? It sank. It sank. When thanksgiving and praise is engaged as a weapon, every issue sinks. That is why I told you, write those issues. Because we will dance them to sink in today. I don't know about you, but I'll dance mine to sink in today. We will praise God to sink in today. And when we live here, begin to see the God of miracles work in your life. Begin to see that thing that you don't want. It's like it has been troubling you. That, listen, the kingdom is made up of mysteries. When you get one of the mysteries, don't jeopardize it. Don't play with it. And one of the mysteries is thanksgiving. Number two, what does thanksgiving do as a weapon? Apart from it neutralizing the weapon of the enemy and detonating against the enemy. Number two, it sets confusion within the enemy camp. Anytime thanksgiving appeared, the enemy began killing themselves. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Let's start reading from verse number um, 19. Look at Second Chronicles. Or probably we can even start earlier. But look at Second Chronicles. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the and of the Kohathites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Hallelujah. Look at it. They began praising the Lord and they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tikwa. And as they were going forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe his prophet. So shall you prosper. Verse 21. And look at that. And when he had consulted with the people. In conventional warfare. Where the army, Mivi, must be in front. 
Bible said that he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And look, and as they went before the army, so they had a strategy, but thanksgiving went before the strategy. I am not saying don't learn. Learn, but let thanksgiving go ahead of the learning. I'm not saying that don't work. Work, but let thanksgiving go ahead. I'm not saying that if you believe in that medication, don't take it. Take it, but let thanksgiving go ahead of it. I'm not saying that don't make that move. Make that move. Do that thing. But before you do it, let thanksgiving go ahead of it. They put the army in array. But Bible said that he appointed singers unto the Lord. That should praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went forth before the army. Who would do this? Pastor Charles, who would do this? They are going to fight. Instead of you to let those that are carrying the guns be ahead. He said, let the praise singers, let the choir, let the choir be in front. What were the choir holding? Tambourines. They were holding tambourines. And the peep trumpet. Pam, 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 pam. And then the people that were having the guns were following them. Somebody will see them and say, these people are crazy. They are crazy. Go and see what they are doing. They are using tambourines. They are using tambourines. David got on the battlefield with Goliath. David didn't have any knife. He didn't have any sword. What he had was the beauty of the Lord. He said, the Lord delivered me from the hand of the lion. He was praising the goodness of the Lord. He said, the Lord delivered me from the lion's hand, from the paw of the bear. When I was in the wilderness and there was nobody there, the Lord was there with me. He is a good God. And he said, that same Lord, he will not leave me. He will not suffer me to shame. The Lord will appear again. The Lord will show me kindness. The Lord will show me favor. The guy was holding a sword. The guy was holding a spear. The guy had all the armory by him. But David had his praise in his mouth. David had his thanksgiving in his mouth. He was holding just a sling. But he had something ahead of the sling. He was holding a little weapon. But he had something ahead of the little weapon. He had a little job. But he had something ahead of the job. He had thanksgiving. And when he began singing, when he began praising the Lord, Bible says that, look at it. Bible said that, and when, and as they went forth before the army, and they were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endure forever. Come on, give me verse 22. Look at the next verse. As they were thanking God, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, the children of Moab, the children of Mount Sinai, which had come out against Judah, and they were smitten. Look at verse 23. And Bible says that, for the children of Ammon and Moab, stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Sire, utterly to slay and to destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Sire, each one helped to destroy one another. Thanksgiving will let the enemy fight themselves. Thanksgiving. They took Daniel into the lion's den. When Daniel got there, he said, Lord, thank you that I'm suffering for your sake. He said, Lord, thank you that three days in a three day, three times in a day, I pray and I honor your name. And because of that, they have arrested me and they have put me in here. He began thanking God. The God of the miraculous, the God of thanksgiving appeared and he muted the mouth of the lions. 
he muted the mouth of the lions. And that same time, the following day, they brought the same people. And they thought, oh, one person, they didn't eat him. Then we are many, nothing will happen to us. But ladies and gentlemen, in the presence of the lions, Bible said that they didn't even end at the bottom. The lions caught them up and ate them. When you begin to thank God, when you begin to praise God, the Lord will set confusion and ambushment amongst your enemies. And I pray today in the name of Jesus, as we are thanking God this month, and as we are thanking God today, may the Lord set ambushment against every enemy. That sickness will die in Jesus' name. That shame will go away in Jesus' name. That addiction is breaking in Jesus' name. That portfolio of the devil is being taken away in Jesus' name. You are free in Jesus' name. Shout and say, I am free. Would you do me a favor? In the next 15 seconds, whatever you are believing God for, I want you to start thanking him for it. In the next 15 seconds, whatever you are believing God for, you are believing God for something that will let your joy be full, that the Lord will restore something, that the Lord will bring to completion something. Would you lift up your voice and thank God from the bottom of your heart? Thank Him from the bottom of your heart. He is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. When you thank God, He sets ambushment. He sets ambushment amongst your enemies. Give me five more minutes of your time. Number three, when you thank God, your thanksgiving. Now listen. Your, yeah, you can do it at the background. Your thanksgiving puts God. Don't go. Van Dyke, you can still be around. Now listen to me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Thanksgiving puts God in his military nature. God has many shades. Sometimes he's the God of mercy. He's always the God of mercy. But he's also always the God of war. You don't believe it? Go to Exodus chapter 15 and verse number 3. Ofori, look at Exodus chapter 15 and verse number 3. Look at what the Bible said. He said, the Lord, can we all read it? Ready, go. The Lord, can we all read it again? Ready, go. So you can excite him to be a man of all. Now, what am I talking about? Watch me. Who am I? Yes, uh-huh. I'm a pastor, right? Do you know that as a pastor, I'm also a father? Do you know that as a father, as a, the same person, I'm also a husband? Do you know that the same person, I'm also a son? Do you know that the same person, I'm also a brother? Do you know that the same person, I'm also an uncle? So, it depends on what you want to put me in, then I operate. If my nephew see me, and then they say, hey, Uncle Nicky, hey, Uncle Nicky, you'll be saying that, hey, Pastor Nicky. And they all refer to the same person. But how you see me determines how I operate for you. How you can put God in any nature of his. He is a man of war. But if you don't excite him into war, he doesn't fight. And how do we excite him into war? Psalm 8 verse 2. Look at Psalm 8 and verse number 2. He says that how do we excite the Lord into war? What do we do to put the Lord in his battlegrounds? He said out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Has that ordained? Those of you that have been calling your loved ones babe. There must be power in their mouth. So if there are no power in their mouth, don't call them babe again. Because he said that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. 
Has that ordained strength because of thy enemies? Stop calling them babe. If when they sleep, they sleep. They don't pray. They don't fight. Don't call them babe again. From today, call them my husband, my wife. Hallelujah. If they ask you, why have you stopped calling me babe? Open to Psalm 8 verse 2. He said, when I see strength in your mouth, I will, re- I will start calling you babe again. <laughs> it's a full message. Hallelujah. Look at that. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings has thou ordained strength. Why? Because of your enemies. That you may steal the enemy and the avenger. And what is that? It is the weapon of praise. Matthew. Look at it. We are doing some, math- uh, uh, some spiritual mathematics here. Look at Matthew. Look at Matthew. Matthew. Chapter number 21. Verse number 11. Look at Matthew chapter 21 and verse number 11. Now, actually, it's in the whole of Matthew chapter 21. There's a verse. I think I didn't write it, but there's a verse. And he was talking about the fact that you have ordained praise to perfect your saints in the mouth of sucklings and babes. So, when he says that out of the mouth of infants and babes and sucklings, you have ordained power, he was talking about praise. When you put praise in your mouth, you begin to excite God as a man of war. He says that, heart, somebody is calling me. And this time it is for war. Sometimes he said that somebody is whistling my name. And the name he's calling is the God of war. But we don't just pray and say, you are the God of war. Descend. You are the God of war. Descend. He will send angels. But you begin to sing. The doctors look at you. They say that this thing is not working. That thing is not working. I shared a testimony of Sister Benny's with you. She went to the hospital. The doctors looked at her. They checked the pregnancy. They said the baby's umbilical cord has tied around her neck. And they said, ah, I am 34 months old. 34 weeks. I still got a lot of time ahead. They said, we got to take the baby now. Otherwise, we can't guarantee your life or the baby's life. said, what will happen to the baby? I, I was in New York when he called me. I said, sister, don't worry. And then I gathered some people. I said, let's begin to thank God for a miracle. When I was in New York, I said, let us begin to thank God for a miracle. They said, what miracle? I said, God is going to give us another member of Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. I didn't talk about the problem. I didn't talk about the issue. And we started thanking God. We started thanking God. We started thanking God. We started thanking God. After two hours, she called me. She said, Papa. I said, yes. She said, the baby is out. Ah. And then, listen. He said, and the doctors are surprised. Because they said that at this age, the weight of the baby, over six pounds, well developed, everything intact. Everything intact. Ladies and gentlemen, thanksgiving. 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 Jesus, you love me too much. Oh. Come on, push it to the Lord. 
The devil begins to look at you. He was thinking that you should cry because that lady jilted you, that boy jilted you, and you had a heartbreak. And you wanted to say, you wanted to say that God is not good, you wanted to say that the world is not fair. And sometimes we say so many things that that life is not fair to good people. But instead of doing that, then you begin to go, Oh, what is the song that we're singing? The thank you song. The thank you song. Come on, the thank you song. Thank you, Lord. Come on, sing it to the... Instead of crying and say, My heart is broken. And you are crying. You begin to sing this one and sing and, and cry to the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. and cry all the pain on your on your pillow as you are singing it you can cry all the times that you have wasted all the all the investments that you have done you cry it out cry it out cry it out the lord will give you a dream and you see as you are crying it out you are saying lord thank you because i don't know what would have happened to my tomorrow i don't know what would have happened to my next year thank you sometimes when the Lord takes certain things away it is a problem that he's taking it away but we can't know but when you thank him for it and he brings you that which is yours then you will know thank you Lord thank you Lord hallelujah and finally finally when you thank God you execute the judgment written Let's the judgment written Psalm 149, and then we'll begin to thank God for five minutes. Choir says, do, you, do I have some praise songs now? Psalm 149, look at Psalm 149, it is just nine verses. Look at what thanksgiving and praise will do. He said, Praise ye the Lord. Somebody say, Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Shh. What is singing unto the Lord a new song? Singing unto the Lord a new song is sometimes you don't know the lyrics of that song, right? But you create your own lyrics. Create your own. Don't say, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, you don't know the lyrics. Say, any song, I mean, any words, but you begin to sing it in line with what the Lord has done for you. They said, thank you, Lord, for making a way. He said, thank you, Lord, for giving me a job. Use your own words. Hallelujah. Use your own words. I know that some people, they can turn some of their worldly songs. I will not do that anyway because I don't want to be tempted. Hallelujah. Because I don't know how I will change Buffalo Soldier with certain words. I will prefer to sing, thank you, Lord. (laughs) I don't want to be tempted. Put me not into temptation and deliver me from this evil. Hallelujah. But if you have that grace that you can turn those songs and then put your own lyric, I will not advise anyway. <laughs> I will not put you in temptation. Hallelujah. But if you have that grace, you can do that. Some people have that grace. 
There's a powerful lady singer. She's called Ida. She has that grace. She can turn every song and then put the Christian lyrics in. And it's powerful. I don't have that grace. And I'll prefer to sing, thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, so he said, praise the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And praise in the congregation of the saints. Please, that is why when you come here, we sing and dance. If we are singing, please join. We are not just entertaining ourselves. It is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. Wherever you are, you can dance. And please, when you see somebody dancing, enjoy the person's dance. Don't complain, no. When people are dancing and I can't dance, I step away. Because I don't want to be like Mikal. Do you remember the story of Mikal, David's wife? David was dancing. He said, look at you. Look at you. you number one, you don't know how to dance. You are dancing offbeat. That is what he told his husband. He said, you are dancing offbeat, number one. And number two, you are supposed to be the head and not the, the least. And instead of you to be giving us good example, you were dancing like a joker. And then David said, dancing before the Lord, you call it a joker? I won't say anything. And then the Lord came and the, the Lord said, David, stand behind me. Let me deal with this woman. David said, God, she's my wife. He said, she's your wife but she, she didn't talk against you she talked against something that you were doing for me when you see somebody dancing when you see me dance I dance like a winner man we will sing it come on let's go come on stand up when you see me dance I have finished my preaching let's dance when you see me dance I dance like a winner man when you see me dance I dance like a winner man Come on. I dance like a winner. Please put it on the ground. Make sure like that wherever you put it, when you, you can put it dance. anywhere. I dance like a winner. You can even put it here. We are going to dance. dance like make sure you dance on it. I will praise you, Lord, for your grace on my life. Come on. God bless me, oh Father. Now I dance like a winner. Man. Praise you, Lord, for your grace on my Everybody life. Everybody dance. God bless me, make oh sure Father. You put it on the ground. I will praise you, Lord, for your grace on my life. You have blessed me, oh Father. Now I dance like a winner, man. For your grace on my life. Come on, dance. Bless me, oh Father. We are dancing over the troubles. I will praise you, Lord, for your grace on my life. You have blessed me, oh Father. Now I dance like a winner, All these issues. We are calling the God of war. We are calling him. We are calling him. The things of God may not look like, like wisdom, but the power of God is in it. Like Come on, dance. When you see me dance, I dance like a winner man. Come on. Hey, when you see me dance, I dance like a winner man. You will record the greatest testimony of your life. When you see me dance, I dance like a winner man. Hey. Forget about the troubles. 
Jehovah, I praise you, Jehovah. Two for seven. 
children of the Lord, children of the Lord, children of the Lord, sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, hallelujah in numbers, hallelujah number three, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Children of the Lord, children of the Lord, children of the Lord, children of the Lord, sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, hallelujah in numbers, hallelujah number 10. I know his name, I know his name, his name is wonderful, I know his name, I know his name, I know his name, his name is wonderful, I know his name. Children of the Lord, children of the Lord, children of the Lord, sons of the Lord, daughters of the Lord, men of the Lord, women of the Lord, sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, hallelujah in numbers, hallelujah number 10. Children of the law, children of the law. I tell you, 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 children of the law, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, children of the law, children of the law, sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah, hallelujah in numbers, hallelujah number 20. Jehovah, I be in a nonsense. 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 Jehovah, I be in a
no say Jehovah. There is nothing like joining in the presence of the Lord. Forget about every issue. Forget about every circumstance. Just joy in the presence of the Lord. That's the unbeatable. No say Jehovah. Oh, I be them not tell you. I be you no hear. I be you no no say Jehovah. Oh, I be you no no say Jehovah Naga. I be you no no say Jehovah Naga. Loa 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 loa. Satan. Loa 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 loa. Lower that problem. Lower that issue. Lower the sickness. Lower the problem. Lift him higher. Lift up Jesus. Higher than the problem. Above the issue. Above the problem.
the Lord All I have to say What shall I say What shall I say unto the Lord What I have to say Thank you Lord, thank you Lord Thank you Lord All I have to say is that Thank you Lord Oh thank you Lord All I have to say is that Thank you Lord, thank you Lord Thank you Lord All I have to say Sing one Nigerian hot praise, one very local Nigerian hot praise for any. Let's go. When you are dancing this, you dance like a zombie. You tell the Lord that you are big. You are just behind me. So the Lord is behind you like this. He's always by my side, by my side, by my side. I have a very big God. He's always by my side, a very big God. By my side, by my side. Hallelujah! Are you happy? Hey! Oh, yeah, I'm a very Sing it in your own language. Today is Thanksgiving as a weapon. Finish all the weapon here. Uh -huh. You see how they are dancing? I want you to dance like that. That is how we dance to this song. Shake your body for the Lord Jesus. Come on. Wherever you are. Online. In-house, shake the body for Jesus. Shake sicknesses out. Shake disappointment out. Shake it out. Shake it out. Shake the body out for Jesus. Are you happy? Are you happy? Who is ready? Baba, 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 Baba,
Come on, lift up. Yeah. Lift up your voice and shout unto the Lord. Now listen. Whatever, if there is any paper down there, bring it, come and drop it here. These don't have offerings in them. We will burn these in the presence of the Lord. Every issue here. Bring everything, everything. Bring them, bring them all. Bring them all. Just drop it. Just drop it. Don't write your name. Don't write. Just write whatever. Pick something from somewhere. Bring it. Yeah, just pack all. And I want you to do me a favor. Uh, ushers, come and drop them here. Come and drop them right under, no, right under the pulpit. Drop it right under the pulpit. Let the God of this commission, let the God of this commission, the Lord who sees in the secret, the Lord the other day said in the book of John chapter 2 and verse number 5, the mother of Jesus said, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. Whatsoever he tells you to do it. As it was worship is my weapon. This is our first it was fragrance and then and it turns to fire. My worship. My worship is my weapon. This is how this is how in my battle. First it was first it was fragrance. Then it came. Then it turned to fire. My worship. My worship is my weapon. This is how. This is how we my battle. First it was fragrant. First it was fragrant. Then it turned. Then it turned to fire. My worship. My worship. My worship is my weapon. This, this is how we my battle. Come on, first it was fragrant. First it was fragrant. Then it turned. Then it turned to fire. My worship. My worship. My worship is my weapon. This is how I win. This is how we my battle. This is how I win. 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 Come on, you're getting that. This is how I win. 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 First it was fragrant. Then it turned. Then it turned to fire. Worship, my worship. My worship is my weapon. This is how I win. Come on, follow me. First it was fragrant. Then it turned. Then it turned to fire. My worship, my worship. My worship is my weapon. This is how I win. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand to the heavens. 
I know. My happy place. This is how we win our battles. Listen, we will see the great market. Market. We will see the greatest power unleashed in our lives before this year comes to a close. Yeah. yeah. These things over here that we have danced over, except the Bible is not real or you don't believe. But if you believe as I believe, everything that you have written here, you heard the testimony of Dickness Sharon. She said at the beginning of the year, Papa said, write these things that you want to see happen. He said, I prayed for my son and I said, Lord, bring him home. Last Sunday, he told me something that humbled me. He said, Papa, when all the great men of God were on the stage and I happened to carry either the horn or something and brought it on the stage. He said it himself. He said, when I, I was here, I, I, I felt I had been taken into a cloud. He told me. He said, I could feel some heaviness lift me into another place. He's not just a member. He is an addicted servant in the house. Because she believed and she wrote it. You have believed and you have written it. I was the first person to write mine. Because there are things I don't want to go into 2022 with. And they are here. If you tell me, pick yours up, I can't find. Because I didn't write my name. We will gather all these things. And today, I will pour oil on it and we will burn it. We will burn it. And we will say that, Lord, as we burn this, let it be burnt out of our lives. Can you stretch your hand towards it? And just pray and say, Father... Everything that I have written here and others have written, including those online, before today is over, turn them into ashes. Please lift up your voice and pray over them. We are not going into 2022 with these excess baggages. We will not let them follow us. We have done what the Lord wants us to do. The rest is his to do. Yeah, keep it on it so that those online can also look at it and pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, as we anoint these, we declare that we transfer everything that, if yours is still there, please bring it, including all those online. Father, as we pray over them, we also use our, as a point of contact for those online. Anything that we have written here, we don't want to go into 2022 with them. Some of them have troubled us. Some of them keep drawing us back. Sometimes we take one step forward and it draws us ten steps backwards. Some of them, Lord, we have dealt and done everything, but they seem to resist everything. Today, we have engaged the weapon of thanksgiving. It is like a ballistic missile. It is like a nuclear weapon against the camp of the devil. When it is engaged, Satan runs for cover because it changes the atmosphere by bringing the Lord into our presence. We have praised you as I anoint this in the mighty name of Jesus. Take over the battles. Lord, take over everything here. And Lord, 
as we burn them, I pray with all those online, Lord, in the name of Jesus, do a miracle. You just told us, write them and bring them. Seal them. No man will read them. Lord, you can read because you created the ability to read. So you can read. You can write because you wrote the Ten Commandments. I pray, instead of these tears, these sicknesses, these problems, these addictions, these characters and traits that, Lord, we don't want to see, rewrite our lives. Father, rewrite our lives. We believe in the manifestation of the supernatural and the direction given by God. Father, I pray as we burn them, let every issue literally be turned into ashes and give us testimonies. A year from now, when we gather again, Lord, you will give us testimonies, each and every one of us. We declare that from now, the battle is no more ours, but it is the Lord. Help us, help us, help us, in Jesus' name. Somebody give a shout unto the Lord. And take your seat in heavenly places. How many of you believe we've had a very wonderful service? Now, quickly, we are going to take uh, we are going to take our communion, and then we will take our offering, and then we'll be out of here. Remember that. So this 18th, which is this Saturday, right? The 18th is this coming Saturday, right? Why are you pretending as if <laughs> we'll have we'll have our our, lesson, our, nine, our festival of nine lessons and carols? It's going to be very beautiful. If you want to give somebody a, a Christmas card, a Christmas gift, you can also bring it, and then afterwards we will just share all those things. Amen. It's going to be, and what is the time? 6 p.m. Hallelujah. It's going to be at 6 p.m. Oh, they didn't put a time on. It just, it's just two hours, 6 to 8 on Saturday. Come and then let us enjoy. It's a very beautiful ceremony. Amen. And please, if you are a Christian, keep wishing Merry Christmas. Don't let the world dictate for us. That is how they did and pagans took over wait 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 a moment do you know that christmas was not a pagan celebration it was the uh, christian emperor constantine who initiated it christmas means the mass of christ and then when constantine was over another emperor came who was a pagan and started persecuting christians and when he started persecuting christians now Everybody was even afraid to mention that he was a Christian. Those were the times that they would come, they would arrest a bunch of Christians, and then they would, they, would, they would put them behind trailers and then drag them on sand. Sometimes they would give them in the presence of, of people to hungry lions, and they would tear them apart. So it was the moments of martyrdom, and Christianity went down. And then Christmas was there, but we Christians were even afraid to celebrate it, and the pagans took over. 
Now, paganism is always louder than Christianity. And then they took over, and then they started bombarding. Now, when that emperor was over and Christianity started gaining grounds again, now it was as if it was a pagan worship that we have taken. It was never true. Read history, you will know. And now that they are telling us that say, happy holidays, happy holidays. If it keeps on, a time is coming, it will become the same thing again. Keep, keep sharing. If you meet somebody, they say happy holidays. They say Merry Christmas. When our great-great-grandfathers were growing, they kept saying Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's not this young generation that we are going to change it. I would, for me, I will keep saying Merry Christmas because that is the reason. The essence is that we are celebrating the mass of Christ. The mass of Christ is Christmas, not happy holidays. When you go on leave, I will, I will greet you happy holidays. But Christmas, it is the mass of Christ. Merry Christmas. Amen. You see, they come very subtly. Very subtly. Oh, happy holidays is nothing. I mean, it is acceptable by all. Happy holidays, happy holidays. And then eventually, they will take over. Next time, when our, gen our children's children start coming to realize it, and then they, stay, they start saying Christmas, they will say that it is pagan worship. That, that is how it happened. So, Merry Christmas. Amen. <laughs> Take your communion. <laughs> we will keep wishing Merry Christmas because it is the mass of Christ. Father, we thank you for the body and the blood. Now, the only thing that stops anybody from taking the communion is when you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Wherever you are, before we take the communion, in case you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it is very simple. Do the blood for me. It's just a matter of believing, saying it, and the Lord will forgive us, and then will bring us. So you want to have a relationship with Jesus? Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for today. I believe you came to die to save me. With my mouth, I confess that Jesus is Lord over my life. I am born again. Amen. Now break the bread. It is the body of Christ. I want you to take it. Bless the cup and said it is my blood. We receive it as the blood of Jesus. Now I want you to lift up an offering unto the Lord. I see the blood. I see. giving portal on the line lift up your offering your tithe your giving seed father we thank you for the privilege of sowing receive it in jesus blessed and mighty name thank you for the privilege amen please drop it in quickly If you want to swipe, please go to the back there. The finance team is there. 
If you want to do tightly, just send a word give to 833-859-4117. PayPal, look at us at gmail, uh, holyhilltn at gmail.com and all other givings. Check, it's in the name of Holy Hill. Cash, you can write your name and your details behind it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please, is today your first time here? We want to welcome you. Wow, Robert, my friend Robert. Robert, come, 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 come. Let us welcome Brother Robert. Do we have any other person? Today is your first time worshiping with us. Robert! Robert. So, Robert lives just down the street. Robert, say, say your story. I, I live in Alabama. I'm, and then you came here for some I came here, I'm a veteran. I came here because I'm sick. It's something go away, but I'm a Vietnam veteran. Right. And then you were just taking a stroll? Yes. Taking a stroll. And then you saw Elder Marshall? Yes, I did. And then he accosted you? Come here, and I've enjoyed myself. Wow! Hallelujah! I belong to a, a something similar to this, but y'all, <laughs> y'all, I love it. Hallelujah! If I didn't live so far away, I would come back again. Hallelujah. I got one more week here, hopefully, or maybe 30 more days. Then I'm going home. God bless y'all. Amen. Now, let's pray for our brother Robert. He came here for treatment. We are praying that as he's danced his way, the Lord, listen, if the Lord doesn't heal, doctors will do and do and do, and there will not be any. If doctors does not heal. So I want you to lift up your hand towards his heart. An issue in the heart. How many of you know that the Lord can replace the Lord doesn't repair. He replaces. Lift up a, a prayer for Brother Robert. The Lord replace any issue in his heart. Lift it up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for the Lord to touch you right now. Touch you. Touch you. You've done amazing miracles and results. I command every issue in your heart. Let the hand of the Lord work on it right now. Let the hand of the Lord work on it right now. What doctors cannot repair. May the Lord replace. He created you. He's got body spare parts. The Lord has a specific custom made heart again for you. Every part of your body, there is a spare part. I send the angels of the Lord into the warehouse. The body spare parts warehouse in heaven. May they bring back a new heart and work on you. In the name of Jesus. And the next time we see you, in the name of Jesus, let there be a testimony. May the Lord work on your heart. It will work well. The rest of the days of your life on earth, it will be perfect. No more issues. No more condition. When they sang and they praised, the Lord took over. May the Lord, took, may the Lord take over this issue and surprise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. After service, I'll meet up with you for a moment. God bless you. Shall we be on our feet? God bless you. Now remember, on Wednesday, we'll be here for our mega service. And then on Friday for the festival of nine lessons and carols. And then on Sunday will be powerful. And then next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we will start our new wineskin conference. And then December the 31st, which will be our last Friday of this month. And for that matter, this year will be our crossover service. And we will start at 9:30. We will dance, we will share testimonies. We will declare the theme for next year and then we will walk into it with anointed feet. 
and it is an all-white service hallelujah anything white you can paint your beard white anything wear something white some duku white or whatever i'll meet you on the prayer line at 3 a.m lift up your hand may the lord preserve us say amen may the lord show us kindness may the lord favor us may the lord bless us in jesus mighty name let's share the grace of god together the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us now and forevermore surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen we want to take our prophetic declaration with long life full of prosperity and sound health shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives amen as your mouth has said it so shall it be in jesus mighty name i love you i can't wait to see you god bless you and bye-bye services and the online members the lord favor